welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm very happy you're with us today. My dear friends, we talked last week with James Perper of Powerful You, which is an amazing and quite effective self-empowerment program for people who have been damaged in life, even very badly damaged. I told you then that our guest this week was going to be giving us a different but also highly effective program for living our own best lives. Now that so many of us are tapping more fully into the infinite power of spirit, There are a number of new and exciting ways for us to empower ourselves and truly begin to live our own best lives, not just for ourselves, but in service to the world. That's really the point, isn't it? When you think about it, the primary reason why any of us makes an effort to seek reality in the first place is so we can gain some level of control over our own lives. And there are people like James Purpura, who was here last week, and like our wonderful guest this week, who have gone further with it. They've, they've come to so well understand how reality works that they can use this base energy that really is all that exists to wonderfully empower and enrich all our lives. And then they've reached out, frankly, and begun to teach and help others, which is a wonderful thing. The great quantum biologist Bruce Lipton says that energy medicine, healing, is at least a 100 times as powerful as physical medicine. So let's let the deepest healing and empowerment begin. Our guest today is the wonderful Shanna Lee. Shanna is an intuitive healer and she's a celebrity manifestation coach. I have to ask her what that means. She's the author of a really terrific book called The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic, Authentic Life. And the founder of thesoulfrequency.com and the Soul Frequency radio show podcast where I've been a guest twice. Shanna is one of those leading the conversation on raising your energy frequency and creating a life that's founded on truth and full alignment. She's a speaker, a businesswoman, a consultant to executives of Fortune 500 companies and little old me as well, and also a consultant to celebrities, influencers, and fashion industry experts. So she's doing a lot of things. She has more than two decades of experience in sales, marketing, and business development, and she couples all that experience with her intuitive gifts. She's a sensitive. She leads people who are working to get to the next stage of their careers as they develop their gifts, and she supports the development of their core missions from the ground up. So she's doing a lot of work, but what interests me is what she has learned about how we can live our own best lives. She's been featured in Awareness Magazine and in a docu-series called Depression and Anxiety Secrets, and she's done a bunch of other things. She's very, apparently, she's often on radio shows, so it's, here she is. She's, she's a, an expert by now. Shanna, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's lovely to have this conversation with you. And it's lovely to be on your show. Like you said, you've been on my show a few times, which is amazing. If you guys haven't had the opportunity, they're incredible episodes. We've gotten tons of great feedback on them. Oh, thank you for saying that. You're so sweet. Now, I'm going to say something to you that I think in almost seven years of doing Seek Reality, I may have said it twice before to a guest. 
I think your book is so terrific that I wish I had written it, but I couldn't have written it nearly as well as you have. And I intend to add it to our Fun Books resources list. For people listening, if you've done the program in the fun of growing forever and you'd like to know what you might do to best maintain and increase your spiritual growth, then Shanna Lee's book that we're going to talk about today looks to me like a great next step. I have not known where to send people, and this is a place I can send them. So thank you, Shanna. I'm so fun. glad I finally get to read that book because I know I have something to share with others. Wonderful. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. The, well, enjoy, enjoy is, yes, I did enjoy it. But what I found was that it was an easy way for people to develop spiritually. And I know it, you probably don't think it was easy, but my goodness, um, people will, will, you know, get a guru. They'll, they'll uh, learn to meditate, do yoga, do all these things. And so many Americans, especially Westerners, have trouble maintaining that stuff. But what you've done is to show us how to transform ourselves. And anyone who has started that process, really, this is the right next step. But is it only for women? I mean, you talk about women all the time. I do. And you know, it's funny. I've, I've served many, many women. My business started with that. But as my brand has continued to grow, I have just as many, sometimes even more male clients I'm oh, working I'm so with. <laughs> and people reading the book and saying, I know this book was written for women, but I love this and I've gotten so much out of it. And you know, I think you bring up a great point. Like one of the foundations of the work I do and what I think is so important. I'm always returning to this in my own life and with my private clients and in groups that I host. And it's like, we can expand ourselves spiritually and we can get very into, you know, communication with other dimensions and understanding our spiritual selves. But if we can't make it practically in our life, if we can't, I call it, bring it down to earth and really understand how to operate as our best selves within our human vehicle and within our human lives, then, then I don't know that we're fully embracing what the spiritual journey is about. And so one of the things that is a foundational piece of my work is, you know, I love a great conversation about quantum physics. I love to, you know, get into the science and, and really dive deep. But then I'm always saying to myself, well, how does this apply to my life? And how can I use this information to be more effective in the world? And ultimately, like you said, to serve other people, to share what I've been through. And I wrote this book from a very personal place. I had been through a really profound, I call it pull the rug under from underneath you type of transformation in really almost every area of my life. And as I was going through it, I certainly felt like my life was shattering. I felt like I couldn't find footing in this new reality that I was kind of moving into all begrudgingly moving into. I'll say yes, it wasn't yes. easy. I wasn't, you know, I felt like, gosh, I'm in this big transformation. It's so difficult. But at a certain point in it, I kind of had this enlightening moment where I said, I think I'm supposed to share this. And I think I'm supposed to teach people the anatomy of transformation, like how we change realities, how we raise our frequency, how we as human beings in this lifetime can really fundamentally shift some very big things, not just kind of paint over the top of our issues or the things that need to be healed. I always say you can't paint over rest, right? It's still going to come. Yes. Through. Yes, um, but how we can really, really shift our lives. And so I, I approached the book from a very heartfelt place of let me just share some of what I learned in this really amazingly profound journey and gift that to you. 
Well, it's, it's there, I can't even really get my mind around how to do this in an hour because there's so much here. But let's start by talking about the kind of energy that's in each of us as you perceive it. I mean, we, I talk all the time about consciousness and the fact that it's all that exists. But talk about the perspective you have on the energy that's in each of us. So um, the way that my – I call it my gift. Like the way that I'm able to help people is – I almost look into their energetic field as if you were somewhat, I always use the analogy of a computer. So basically, if you're looking at what is the, what is the software, what are the downloads and the programming that this, that this soul spirit human vehicle has, has brought in from different aspects of life, be it their family of origin, things they've experienced in other lives, like what kind of software are we running right in this lifetime? Because that is the reality or lens that we are looking through and we are reacting from whether we know it's there or not. So oftentimes in life, we're running all this programming that we don't even realize we're running. So we can't do much about what we can't see. And so people, you know, will come to me oftentimes and talk to me like I help people build missions from the ground up if they felt feel called to do something in the world like maybe they are going through a big transformation or have gone through that i certainly work with a lot of really interesting people on helping to bring forward the truth of their programming and then ultimately what wants to be shifted meaning when i see somebody's like let's say energetic programming there are misalignments sometimes so i the only analogy I know how to use is like a chiropractic adjustment. Like if your back is out of alignment and then somebody puts it back into alignment, it just feels amazing. It's like, oh gosh, everything feels better. Right. <laughs> right. So, so sometimes we don't even know our back is out. Like we're not necessarily having horrible pain, but if someone puts it back in alignment, you then notice like, wow, that was out. I feel better. And all, and it's a great analogy too, because sometimes you might have a shoulder that feels a little off and your lower back might feel a little off. You know, your knee could even feel off because your back is out, but you're not really realizing it's your back. And so this is a great analogy for how we are energetically out of alignment sometimes. Yes. And it's affecting all of these areas of our life, but we, we don't see the through line and we don't understand where the dissonance is in the frequency. And we don't understand certainly how to correct that so that we can you know, be in more joy and experience life at a higher kind of vantage point. Yeah, you, you, one of the things that really is impressive about your book is that you take people step by step. Now, a long time ago when I was young, um, there was, there was a saying, the unexamined life is not worth living. I don't know where it comes from, but I took it to heart because I was young and vulnerable, and that's really true. And most of us are really living a largely unexamined life. And what you do is to tell people you don't have to settle for that. It's, it feels safe, but it isn't necessarily making you happy, is it? And for many people, it's not. We all know people who are just going through the motions, and they don't really like their job. They, their marriage isn't great, and it. What you do is to tell people it's okay for you to sit down and think about these things and you show people how to think about them in an organized way. And even though it feels uncomfortable, it, it's empowering. And it really is. Talk about that. Yeah, I give people like a bunch of questions to ask themselves throughout the book. People have emailed me and gone, oh my gosh, I started answering all these questions you pose in the book and it's really profound. Um, you know, I think... I think that's our greatest opportunity in this human body and in this human life is to 
to understand ourselves and to really look deeper into things that sometimes we just gloss over or we're afraid to look at. I mean, I think after coaching now, gosh, thousands of people, I I just think fear is at the seat of all of it. Yes. Um, fear is at the seat of why we don't want to look at ourselves. We tell, like, like, let alone we don't tell other people the truth. We don't even tell ourselves the truth many times. Right? A lot of the time, yes. <laughs> we just, yes. we just don't want to. It's like, oh, that's not working over there. I'm not going to look to the left. You know, I'm just not going to deal yes. with this. And, and so all of that builds up in your in your energetic body. Let alone as as all of your experiences in life build up. And I think it constricts us. I think as life goes on and we have more and more, let's say, emotional hurts that we haven't worked through, it just becomes heavier and heavier. And people get to, I call it, you know, the mid sector of your life. And in the book, I talk about carrying around, you know, wool blankets. It's like everything that goes on in our life is a wool blanket. And by the time you get to the middle section of your life, you're walking around with 50 wool blankets on your back and you can't even stand up straight. And you don't really realize how it all happened, right? Because it's little right. by little that these right. things happen. And um, and so I really give people the tools to start taking those wool blankets off piece by piece. And I always, I would say I'm an expert in fear. And I, I say this because I went through such terror when I was going through my transformation that I knew that one of my big soul lessons was to really understand and break down what fear really is. And so one of the things that I do every day in working with clients is really help people kind of pull the energy off of fear and understand, you know, the signaling system that fear is and understand their own fear and where it comes from and why it's there and all of the triggers for them around their fear. And once we get some knowledge, right, and have some awareness and understanding around it, we can have it not stop our life, right? We can understand why it's there. We can understand when it's going to come up. We can be prepared for it. Um, and people get some movement around fear. Fear feels very constricting for most people. There's no movement around it. It feels like you're running into a brick wall. And I'm like, fear is an ocean, right? You can swim through those hot pockets in the ocean or those cold pockets in the ocean. You can swim around them. You, When you are tapped into infinite possibility, you realize it's not just A, B, or C that are your options or A and B that are your options. You have infinite possibility with any choice you make or anything you do in your life. And that just blows, right, the, the options wide open and people feel less fear when they start to understand that. Because if you know, you don't, it's not, oh gosh, you either get road A or road B. When you start going, oh, I could have any of these infinite amount of roads, yes, you yes, don't feel yes. so constricted. Yes, yes. Very empowering thinking. Um, that was what really impressed me most because so many people, I, I get emails every day from people. I encourage them and I'm, I'm thrilled to get them. And so often now I think what I'm saying is, why don't you read this book? <laughs> this is going to help you. Because so many people do and we do sort of build these fences around our possibilities when we're very young and then we don't know how to get past them. And we, we're not happy and we're not comfortable. And one of the things you point out is that a lot of overweight is is sort of um, diverted uh, frustration and, and, you know, we comfort ourselves with food. We, we eat the wrong things and we, we set those patterns and it feels safe. So we keep doing it. And that's but it's not healthy for us. And we're not happy because we don't fit into our bikini anymore. Talk about that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I start out the book talking about my own, my own journey with, with struggling with weight as a child and how I understand that, that vantage point. Now I've certainly helped a lot of people with issues around their physical body. And what's fascinating in our society is we tend to notice everything when it gets to the physical level, right? Like we may have all this emotional stuff under the surface or mental stuff or spirit, like, you know, energetic stuff. And we don't, we can ignore that really well, but when we look in the mirror and it's manifesting on our body in some way, or we get a diagnosis or we're ill, it's manifesting that way. It's really hard to deny it at that point. So, so people notice that first. And from my vantage point, that's just the very tip of the iceberg. There's all kinds of other stuff going on under the surface if we're having stuff at the physical level. And so I've certainly helped people pull those pieces apart and start to understand the full holistic healing journey, which is encompassing a emotions, the way you think, right? How you create in the world, um, things that have maybe gone on in past lives coming into this life. There's so many different factors that we can understand about that. But one of the things that I know from my own life experience and the people I've coached is that when you start tapping into your higher self or infinite possibility, there's a lot of energy in that. And we want that energy to free flow through the body. And so if we are, you know, eating fast food all the time, not treating our bodies well, just not right. taking care of ourselves, the body becomes like, feels very dense for us, right? It feels like we're carrying around a lot and it's taking up a lot of our life force energy to yes. carry that extra around with us, which is then impeding like the flow of energy through the body. Like, Typical, you know, if if people know of acupuncture and things of that nature, and they talk about the chi that flows through the body and using needles to make sure that that chi is circulating through the body. I have found that when we eat, you know, natural foods, when we eat things close, as close to nature as possible, that our body really responds to that from an energetic standpoint, not just a weight standpoint, although that's amazing too, right? People want to feel good in their body and feel healthy. Um, but it really brings everything online, I like to say. And so in the beginning of the book, I kind of talk about some of the ways that I think our general society looks at physical health and weight and things of that nature and where they have it off a little bit from, from my vantage point now, my intuitive vantage point, and how we can just start to understand why we eat the way we do, why we choose things, you know, what's beneath the the thing that I don't know many people that haven't had an experience at some time in their life where they sat down to a meal or opened a bag of potato chips or cookies and yeah. thought and all of a sudden had this moment where they woke up and went, man, I just ate that whole bag. Like, where was I? Right. Like, how did... my, my living room one afternoon. I mean, that I didn't yeah. even realize it. Right. I, yeah, like, I, how I just... did that happen? Right. It's like all of a sudden you get conscious again and you're like, I just ate 35 cookies. Like right. that couldn't have been me. Right. Exactly right. You know, we've all been there. And it's like, it's like, why did we go unconscious in those moments and what's really going on under the surface? So I talk about the beginning of the book to lay the foundation for then what comes later in the book. Because I think if we're really checked out in our life, meaning we're using a lot of substances like food or alcohol or drugs or sex or shopping or all these things we do as a culture to kind of not feel our feelings and to check out, then it's going to be really hard to start tapping into our higher self and tapping into different frequencies of information and different realities. Yeah, no, I, I, I think one of the things that people, some people are thinking now who are listening is, but that's really scary because I'm comfortable in my life now. I'm, I can pay my bills. Um, you know, maybe my marriage isn't great, but um, it's, you know, at least he's he's bringing home the rent money, that sort of thing. 
Um, the, the thing that I want to impress on everyone is that you are so much happier when you really get down and fix what's broken. It's not scary when you start to do it. It's so empowering when you start to do it. I, I did it differently than Shanna, but I have to tell you, there was a time when I was eating a whole bag of cookies, and there was a time when I really didn't want to get beyond where I was right then. I was real happy in my life. It was perfect. But when you when you just overturn the traces and make yourself totally honest in front of God, when you become naked to God and say, okay, use me, you'd be amazed how wonderful your life becomes. It's like it's transformational. And you tell people how to do it in little in little increments, which is really great because it's a little less scary. But you didn't do it that way. You, you, you got to a point... This woman, who is beautiful, when you see her on the cover of the book, she's amazingly beautiful. And she married into a wealthy family and had a perfect life, right? Yep. Okay. And then one day they, they decided they wanted to to totally throw over the traces and get rid of it all of it. And they even ended up with no money, right? Yep. Talk about that. Because we, that was a little scary to yep. watch, but it turned out beautifully. Talk about it. Well, I want to say two things about, like – fear. And then definitely I'll share about that. Um, you know, if you're feeling the big choices and I think the big choices are getting in into or out of relationships, you know, things that cause you to maybe, um, fear your job, losing your job. Right. So then you wouldn't have money yes. to provide for yourself. I mean, these, there's some really big ticket items that are very scary for people pretty yes. much across the board. Right. And so if you feel that your soul is saying, you know what, something needs to change, start with very little things, right? There are always very little things in our life we can start doing just a little bit differently, right? So maybe it's going to the gym an extra day or two or going to a yoga class you've never been to that you felt like going to or just making small choices that are different to start getting your feet wet, right? It's not about going from zero to 100 overnight. Some people like myself get called up to that, right? If your soul uh -huh. calls you to go through some like pull the rug out from underneath you transformation, you won't really have an option on that. Like it'll just happen, <laughs> you know, like, right. like just be set in motion. Um, but other than that, I think for other people to go slowly is wonderful. And if you ever get to a point, I really truly honestly believe this. And I feel very, it's very important to state this. If you ever get to the point where even if you know somewhere inside that you should, let's say, get out of a relationship, like somewhere inside of you, you're like, this isn't right for me, but you're not ready to do it. You have two options, right? You can give yourself time or you can also say, you know what? I have free will choice and I'm going to choose not to do this and not to beat myself up about it. Because I think the worst thing we do to ourselves is think we need to make these big choices in a certain time frame, And if we don't, then we go and yes. eat the and drink the alcohol and do uh -huh. all the things because we're feeling bad about it. And in turn, we're like making it even worse, right? So I say there's, I think I talk about this in the book where I say it's really empowering to like get to a point where you say, you know what? I don't want to change this and I'm just going to accept it and I'm going to move on with my life, right? There's a, there's beauty in that too, because maybe you will change it a year down the line or maybe never, but, but don't beat yourself up about it, right? You're not on anybody else's time frame or path. You just have to keep listening within and saying, okay, like, what is my time to start making these small little changes? And so 
for us, like everything happened very quickly. Um, we, I think you could say for myself, I'll speak for myself on this, um, that I had gotten to a point in my life. I had built a very big business. I was financially successful. I kept checking off my list of all of the things I wanted to accomplish in the world and feeling really good every time I got to dot an I and cross a T and check a box and was basically running through my life, right? Checking yes. boxes. Right. And, I, I do the same thing. I know just what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And not really looking from left to right, you know, and uh-huh. I think I got, I got met an amazing, wonderful man who is so soul connected. It's such a blessing. We got married. Um, we both came from, you know, families that had very specific ideas of what our lives should be. And when we came together, because there were two families now that had very specific ideas, it felt like a lot. It felt like a lot of pressure. It felt heavy for both of us. And we started having conversations about who are we really outside of all of these things we've built ourselves to be that aren't really who we are. And we really helped each other decipher like, who am I really? And thank goodness, both of us were living lives that weren't really who we are or what we were passionate about. And we supported each other to start to allow that to rise. And at a certain point, we decided that it wasn't worth it for us to have maybe financial stability or have other people be happy with us if we were miserable, right? Yes, that yes. you know, at a certain point when you earn money or you earn success in certain ways, you become very clear that that doesn't clear up the unhealed parts of you, Isn't right? Isn't that amazing? But it's so true. The money doesn't yeah. help at all if there's other I mean, stuff going on. I think on. when you don't have money, you think it will, no matter yes. what, what other people tell you, right? I mean, I remember right. people telling me those things and I was like, stop it. When I make this <laughs> premiere, I will right. feel amazing. Oh. Oh, yes, yes. So, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, um, but we, but we were, you know, at that mid chapter of our life and we just gave each other the courage to jump off that, off that reality. We were on a certain reality path and we held on to each other and we jumped off of that. And it was terrifying. We had a small child. Um, we went from, you know, making a sizable salary, the both of us to literally making nothing at one point and not really sure how we were going to pull the pieces back together. There was a lot of like trauma going on. There was a lot of sadness and emotion and guilt and shame and all these things, because of course, you know, people are looking at you like you've lost your mind. Like who gives up this beautiful lifestyle you guys have? Cause everything looks good on the outside of course. and right. And it's like, you guys are crazy, right? So people have all kinds of opinions and reflections and all of these things that they're dishing out along with everything that we were experiencing personally. And I like to say to people from the outside, I think it looked like we downsized heavily. Um, and, on the inside, it felt like a bomb had gone off and the reality we were living in was detonated and we were just totally like feeling like something catastrophic and major had happened in our lives. And so the reality that we were experiencing was very different from the reality that other people were witnessing. And there was a lot of um, difference between the way I now understood life and, and the way I started to tap into frequencies of information and how we heal and the human body. I mean, all this stuff was coming online for me through this process. And it just felt like nobody understood. Like this was like, oh my gosh. And so one of the things that I provide for people a lot of times are people find me in the strangest of ways when they're going through, you know, kind of awakening experiences where they are 
maybe seeing life in different ways or tapping into different realities or deciding they want to make changes that part of their brain feels like, are you going crazy? And the other part of their soul is like, yes, yes, do it. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Oh, yes. Um, And I think I'm I think I've been a powerful guide for people in those moments to kind of in a very grounded way, in a very practical way, but also really understanding this higher level and, and different frequencies of information and bringing both of those together to create something new. I think one of the things that's powerful about what you do is that you, you really understand how it feels to be a person in society, especially a woman. I mean, you're absolutely right. There is tremendous pressure on women starting probably in grade school to conform. You know, you, you are, you're supposed to wear whatever the, the fashion is. You're supposed to like whatever, whichever the, the people are, that the, the, the stars and things that your friends like. And as you get older, um, there's really pressure. I mean, what does your husband do? Oh, oh, that's all he does? Well, mine's a doctor. That kind of thing. The pressure on women is tremendous. And that's one reason they get trapped in this is a big house and, you know, they're working very hard and their kids have to go to the right schools and they better not have anything uh, that's less than perfect about them and you talk about that because that this is i think a critical problem for many women and of all classes there's no there's no group of women who don't have this problem if they are trying to live around among friends and i'll tell you what i did about it but um talk about it because you you seem to really be much more of an expert than i am on that problem well, yeah, I mean, it's like keeping up with the Joneses, right? And, yes. and the whole old adage about that. And I think, you know, I think we do grow up with a lot of different pressures, both self-imposed pressures and then also pressures from, you know, whoever our family of origin is or the society or the college we grew up in. I mean, there's a lot of different things we yes. self-identify with Oh, yes. and say, oh, to fit in here, I need to be X, Y, and Z. And I think at the fundamental level, what transformation is about is taking all that apart right? Like who are you beneath all of the roles that you think are who you are and all the things that you do in life that you think are who you are and who are you without all of that, right? And again, going slowly for a lot of people through understanding that. But I think, you know, I talk about perfectionism in the book because I like have that in spades and I talk about pretty clear. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, I do something like I purposely now anything I put out in the world, I purposely have like a word misspelled or something that I leave and I don't fix. And, and it's my own little signature thing that I do because it's my way of saying it doesn't need to be perfect. Right. To myself, like, you know, cause sometimes I can focus really intently on something and, and get to in this place of like, I want this to be perfect, but all of that is old conditioning. And so we can do small things and take small actions to just kind of mess that up a little bit. Right. And just uh-huh. kind of let that go. And over my transformation, I mean, I was a person who had the 12 pillows on her bed and they were always like perfectly put, you know, every morning. Um, <laughs> But I don't anymore, right? And I don't even care about that anymore. I've got four pillows on my bed and they don't have pretty ruffles or anything like that. And, (laughs) you know, so there's a lot that shifted into how I I use my energy, right? And where I put my focus on things. And so it's starting small though in those areas. And I think... I think women in general deal a lot with perfectionism. I think we deal a lot with people pleasing, which I talk about in the book, Um, thinking about how we show up in the world, which by the way, if we're thinking about how we're showing up in the world, we're not really showing up in the world. 
right? Like we can't be our full authentic self. If our, if the person walking in the room is going, how is everybody going to view me? Right. That's such a wonderful point. It's not, if, if you're worried about how you look, then they're not even looking at you, the true you. They're looking at this, this um, artificial facade you've created and are pretending are you, right? Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. I, I, this is this is an area which is especially important to me because I was there. Um, I went to a seven sister school. I married a doctor, and um, I became I went to a, a good law school, and we started that life. And um, where um, our only the only people we knew were pe- were people who were country club people or you know doctors and their wives, and it was such a stultifying life. It didn't. It probably would, took me a couple of years before I told my husband I just can't live like this anymore. It wasn't me. It had nothing to do with me. And w- w- what was very liberating I found was that my children turned out to be not perfect. They are extraordinary, but each of them had some quirk which made them not perfect. And one day I decided I can either try to make my kids miserable or I can let them be who they really are. And that was so liberating. No more country clubs, no more of the right clubs, the right this, the right that, and only friends that I found interesting. Um, I, I soon learned I had a terrible reputation among the other you know, women that I used to know because frankly, all they cared about were superficial things and I, they thought I was too serious. But how liberating it was to just be who we were. So I, I know so what that awesome. feels like. And, and it's worth it. Everyone listening, it's worth it to just be who you are. Because you'll have people in your life who are true friends no matter what. And you will have a life which feels so rich in experiences. And talk about the creation equation. That's another thing that I wanted to be sure I asked you about. Yeah. So again, the creation equation is a very tangible. So sometimes well, people will say, um, like I've, I've listened to different people talk about, oh, you know, there's different frequencies and bandwidths of information that we can tap into. Right. And uh-huh. that, and I can say that and people can hear that and not, and if they're not having that experience, that's kind of not very tangible. Right. It's like, how, okay, great. Well, what, what do I do with that? Right. And so the creation equation was basically a download that I got at one point into how to bring this really into pragmatic understanding of how we create our reality. So obviously every one of us is having a different reality. Like no two people are seeing the same thing or experiencing the same things in the same way, which is so extraordinary when you think about it. I mean, we're all looking through a different lens. And what's even more extraordinary is the lens we're looking through, we can change in many different ways, right? Like who you were 10 years ago is not the lens you're looking through today. So that lens is constantly evolving. And so the creation equation is a really practical way to understand how we create the things in our life. And I really go into this in depth in the book. Yes. It is thoughts, right? We have thoughts about things. We we go, oh, oh my gosh, I have an idea. I want to create this business or I have an idea. I want to move across town. I mean, it begins at this level of an inspiration, an idea, a thought. And then there's always a feeling behind that. So it's thoughts plus feelings. So that feeling is either like, wow, that seems exciting to move across town or to start a business. 
Or, and then we have enough of those thoughts and feelings like, oh, I should look for a location for a business. Oh my gosh, that feels really good and exciting. I should call. I saw this spot on the corner. I should call them. Oh my gosh, that feels amazing, right? It's this back and forth, like a ping pong ball of thoughts and feelings and thoughts and feelings. And it builds an energetic momentum that will literally force us into action, right? It will call us into what I call inspired action. So eventually you're going to take an action. You're going to pick up the phone, let's say, and call this location and say, how much is rent? I'm thinking about opening a business. And because of those actions you start to take, you're going to cause a new experience in life. So thoughts plus feelings create that momentum plus inspired action equals a new experience in life, which is ultimately a new reality lens that you're looking through. So before I had no business, I wasn't a business owner. At the end of this scenario, I own a business. Therefore, I see life differently. I'm looking through the lens of I'm a business owner. So we do this. And the important distinction to make about this is we do it for positive, wonderful things like I just described. And we do this same procedure for things that don't feel great. So let's say we have a thought, we look in the mirror, we go, oh, I'm so overweight. I'm so fat. I don't like my body. I'm miserable. I'm miserable. Those are thoughts. Then we have have the feeling of, oh, I feel such shame and guilt and I feel horrible. And then we look at ourselves again in the mirror. We have more thoughts. Gosh, I don't even deserve to eat anything. I can't believe I ate all those cookies. Then we have (laughs) more negative feelings about that. And eventually we'll say something like, oh, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to get in the car and go eat cheeseburgers and fries. And I'm going to have a shake because what's the point anyways? I can't stick to eating healthy. So we go and we eat even more food, right? And then we're looking through a new lens called now I'm really ridiculous, right? Now I've just like stuffed myself. So I'm using these two examples to, so that everyone can realize like, Some people go, oh my gosh, I use the creation equation for negativity all the time, right? Like I'm always in this pattern of of horrible thoughts and feelings that are leading me to take actions I don't really want to be taking that don't feel good in my life. Therefore, I'm having more of this negative experience. So the cool thing to realize is you get to choose, right? You get to choose whether you use this equation for good in your life or do you use this equation to break yourself down? That is so powerful. It really, I don't care who you are, or I, and I don't care how old you are and what your experiences have been in the past. You have the power to make your life wonderful. I have never read a better book to show you how that can happen than, than Shanna's book. I, I really take my hat off to you because it's hard to hit right just the right spot for people that's not over their heads and yet doesn't talk down to them. You never talk down to people. You're you're basically saying wherever you are, here's where you can go, and this is how I can help you get there. I think it's just great. I'm so happy about it because, as I say, I haven't no I I can help people get started, but I haven't known how to take them because my experiences have been so different. I think I haven't known how to take them where you can take them. I think it's just wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think I always teach from a place of like I've been there. Yes. I've gone through a lot of this. And so I really feel like the connection sometimes what we really need to hear is you can do this. I've done this. I know what it's like. You've got this. I'm, you know, holding your hand through this. And and somehow we can find some peace and some comfort and some reassurance when we know that people really get it, when they've really been there. You know, the people that have walked the walk. 
right? It's one thing to stand on a hilltop and espouse information you've researched, but to really be experiencing things with people that are going through deep transformational big stuff is is something that I felt like during my experience, I'm like, oh, this is my MBA. This is my version of a PhD in massive transformation so that I can share this information with other people. Because certainly there's there's a collective group of souls, you know, that are on the planet that came here to experience very big transformation. You know, a lot of people, that's not their journey in this lifetime. They'll experience smaller transformations, but certainly we're at a very potent and powerful time in the evolution of humanity where a lot of people are really coming to evaluate a lot of very deep things in their life and really need support on how to continue to listen to their soul's call and step forward through the fear. Yeah, I, we're, we, we talk about fear um, a lot on, on uh, Seek Reality because fear is the lowest vibration, love being the highest vibration of consciousness. And getting out of that fear mode um, it, it, and all the sort of negativity is, is a, an important place to start. I talk about basically using what Jesus suggested in the fun of growing forever. But the problem really with that is that once you get well started, you've got to maintain it. And many people will have, as you point out, specific issues in their lives, which are still blocks. We have well-established beliefs you talk about and how to, how to sort of attack them in a way that feels acceptable and comfortable and get beyond them. Those kinds of things, that extra work that helps you to really empower yourself even more is the kind of thing that you really, you know, you've done it and, and you've made it work. So, so you can tell people how to do it. And, and uh, I just, my hat goes off to you. I have to tell you. All right. Thank you. One of the things you say is negative thoughts trigger negative feelings and cult, cult, I can't say the word, culminate in self-sabotaging behaviors. Talk about that. Yeah, when we get in the, it, we're either living on an upward spiral. So when I was using the creation equation to say, talk about starting a business, like that yes. feels very like we're going on an upward spiral. We're getting more and more excited. The same works with momentum. Energy uses momentum, right? To pop things into reality. We use energetic momentum to create something in three-dimensional reality. So we're either going on an upward spiral of creating a momentum that feels good and better and better and better. And then we're popping things into reality Or we're on a downward spiral, which feels worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And we're popping that into reality. So you get to control the energetic momentum. I think we don't, not a lot of people talk about how we build energetic momentum. And I think it's a really important conversation Absolutely, um, because it does create things. It creates things in the three-dimensional reality. And we don't really look through that lens to understand the process. Like I, like I said, I like to dissect like the anatomy of how this all occurs on an energetic level. um, And then how we pull that into this three-dimensional level. Right. And so I talk a lot about that in the book and that's a lot of the core work that I'm doing with people is really looking at that fundamental, like what's in the field that wants to become an actual three-dimensional reality creation and how do we create that? And it's fascinating. I, 
I host a group called the Soul Frequency Experience, which is based on the four steps that are outlined in the book. And I created this group as kind of a pilot to see what would happen when I started to bring the work I do into small groups. So it's 10 and under people. And, and what happens when we amplify the energy with the energy of the other 10 people in the group? And it has been a phenomenal like research study for me, but a phenomenally powerful experience that we have done that is so like beyond anything I ever thought possible, but, but using other people's energy to create momentum, right? So each person comes with an intention of certain area that they want to change in their life or they want to cause an effect in. And then we're basically creating, I'm teaching them how to create momentum with each other's energy to pop that into reality even faster. So we do, we do a lot of, we become like a really sacred circle of people who know each other very well over the five weeks. And it's a really like a lovingly intensive experience of learning about the energetic plane and how we use that to create our lives. Um, but it's been, it's been absolutely phenomenal. It's taught me um, about the work that I bring through and how that can impact in groups. So now is this online so that it, wherever you are, someone could be part of that? Yes, this I host it. Yep, I host it live. It's we host it through Zoom chat, you know, video chat. And yes. I'm starting the next one January 28th, and we'll go for five weeks, and we meet once a week for two hours, and then I am group chat coaching through the entire five weeks. So every day I'm going back and forth with people for five weeks, which is what makes it kind of intensive. But what's interesting about it is that there will be connections between the people that are called to this group. So there are certain things that let's say four people in the group are all working on or struggling with, and they don't know this when they come into the group, but I can see it. And what's fascinating is one person will speak it and bring it into the group. And the other people are immediately transformed with it, whether they speak it or not in the group. So there wow. is an interaction that's happening. Um, I always say the souls are called to these groups. And, and, and it wasn't until I did the third group because each, each group had a different, different people with different themes. And I started to see like, oh, these specific people are called into this moment to transmute some of this energy and to transform this area of life. And they're supporting each other, unbeknownst to them sometimes, to literally move out, you know, fear and old energy for each other through this sacred, really comfortable, safe circle. Now, your, your website is thesoulfrequency.com. Is someone who wants to, you know, work with you or consult with you or be part of one of these groups, they're, they're, if they go to thesoulfrequency.com, they can find out how to do that, right? Yeah, you can go to thesoulfrequency.com forward slash experience um, to find out about the Soul Frequency Experience small group. Um, if you want to book like an individual one-on-one -on -one session, you can go to thesoulfrequency.com forward slash sessions. Okay. All right. All right. That's Oh, my goodness. We've come to the end of our time. I am so sorry about that because I had a bunch of other questions here I haven't even gotten to yet. But I'm delighted to, to have had the experience of working with you on uh, uh, better talking about your book. And um, I have ideas, too, about maybe how I can help other people come to know your book because I think this kind of thing is so important for people who are trying to figure out how to grow spiritually. Um, we, we, we can... It's possible for you to make yourself into an entirely new person who isn't, who is powerful, who is um, resourceful, and who can do exactly what you want to do with your life. And there are a variety of ways to do it. I think that especially if you haven't, you know, had a horrible experience like the purpurists talk about, this is a beautiful way to do it without and without 
a lot of pain that I can see. I so appreciate this, Shanna. You've done a wonderful job with your book. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. This has been really fun. Well, consider yourself hugged, my dear. We'll do this again. Yes, definitely. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you could be with us today. Hasn't this been fun? Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really get what that means, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, here for the third time, will be our friend David Allison and his son in spirit, Davey. David Allison is a software engineer, consultant, and entrepreneur. Who He's been building commercial software since 1984. He's not a young guy. He has founded some successful software companies on his own. And he was just in the process of bringing his young son and namesake, Davey Allison, into his really fabulous career. When on July 20th, 2016, Davey was killed in a car crash at the age of 24. David's book is called Finding Davey. It's a wonderful book, and it details the remarkable events surrounding and following the loss of his only son. It was such a transformative experience for David that he now mentors and assists other parents who have lost their children through the wonderful organization called Helping Parents Heal. It's right. It's such a delight to watch. I I knew that these people in the infancy of their group, and it's wonderful to watch it prosper. They're going to have their second annual conference, April 16th through the 19th of 2020 in Charleston, South Carolina. And David is, among other things, going to tell us what's going to be going on there. So please make a point of joining us next week. Now, this week, we've been talking with Shanna Lee. She's an intuitive healer and a manifestation coach. And as you can see, she is a force. Her book is called The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic Life, and it is everything that the title suggests. Her, her website is thesoulfrequency.com, and she does a wonderful podcast, I know since I'm one of the people who was on it sometimes, called The Soul Frequency Show. Shanna is one of a group of pioneers who are helping us, all of us, come to understand what's actually going on, We're to seek the reality that's possible for us if we are living our most empowered and most authentic life. In prior generations, this would have not been possible for people to do what she's doing, but what she's doing, she's a pioneer, and frankly, she's just a lovely human being. So um, I, if you want to a deeper and a richer life, um, try Check out her book, The Soul Frequency. I think you'll love it as I have. As you know, my own nonfiction books are many. Um, I won't list them because we're coming to the end of our time, but um, you can get them in bookstores or, you know, come to my website or if you, you know, if you can't afford a book, just say, can I have a PDF of this or that book? I'll send it to you. Um, and next year, The Fun of Growing with Jesus is finally, or this year rather, The Fun of Growing with Jesus is finally coming out. It's been written for two years, and it's only now that Thomas is finally allowing it to come out. So something, there's a reason for that, and I just don't even ask questions. I just do what I'm told. If you want to talk about anything, any of my books, what we've talked about today, anything at all, you can always contact me through the contact block on robertagrimes.com. I do answer every email, but it can take a little while. Sometimes it takes almost a week. I'm sorry about that. Just make sure you give me your correct email address. My dear friends, my role in your life is just to try to help you get to the truth and live your most empowered life. And I'm so delighted that you've spent time with us today. Um, I'm preparing something wonderful also for next week. I'm trying to help you as best I can. If you've got suggestions, don't hesitate to let me know what they are. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. 
Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing, never forgetting that you are a powerful, eternal being. And you, most of all, more than anyone else in the universe, you are universally, infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.